Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to begin our day together in prayer. Today is Thursday, and this is now the season after Pentecost. Today we will continue our reading of the book of Jonah. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights that um, you might have this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Jonah, chapter 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah sent out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going about a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God, They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from this fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Anyone who has ever been fired from a job knows that sometimes things just don't work out between you and your employer. If the termination is amicable, both sides understand that the relationship and the job were not a good fit. That doesn't say anything necessarily bad about the fired employee. The employee is not evil, bad, or deficient in any way. The 
job simply wasn't the right job for the employee's personality and gifts. And at the end of the second chapter of Jonah, we really wouldn't be surprised if Jonah simply returned to his old life in a place and occupation that better suits him, something better than being a prophet of the Lord. So I wonder, why didn't the Lord fire Jonah and send him home and find another person to do the job? Do you think that is because God is faithful to God's commitment to Jonah? Might it be that God's intention here is not just that Nineveh hears God's word and repents, but that it hears God's word from Jonah? Might it be that Jonah needs this moment as much as Nineveh needs this moment? That's what holds the story together. It's not just about God sending a message to wicked Nineveh to turn from its evil ways to repent in order that it might be saved. It's about God sending a message to wicked Nineveh through Jonah so that Jonah too can witness what God is doing in and for the world. And Jonah is changed in the process. You see, it wasn't that Jonah was the wrong person for the job or that the mission would be better served by this other prophet. The problem was Jonah's own rebellion. And now that that problem has been addressed through God's gracious rescue of Jonah, we can get back to the main business that God is doing and intends to do through this prophet. As we have seen, the same can be said for God's people. Our story is not just a story about the salvation or destruction of the world, but also about our participation in that ongoing story. Namely, that God has called us to bring God's word to the world. And in God's love and faithfulness to us, God will not let us off the hook and simply send us home so that God can send another. God has chosen us and saved us through Christ's death and resurrection and now sent us once again to do the work that God has always sent us to do. And when Jonah reaches Nineveh, they not only hear his word, but they act on it. The whole nation, from its king to its lowliest domestic animal, put on sackcloth. They fast. They pray for God's mercy. And in God's mercy, God changes God's mind. That is, God repents too. God changes his mind about the destruction of this city. God saves the people and the animals, great and small, who dwell in the city. And it is a miracle work of the Holy Spirit on so many levels. And yet, instead of rejoicing in God's grace and goodness and in the amazing humility and love that God allows God to change God's mind so that he can show mercy, Jonah is going to get angry. But that's for tomorrow. For today... It is enough to remember that Jonah needs to see what's happening here just as much as the people and the animals of Nineveh do. And I think the same could be said for us, too. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, and to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, 
free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially this morning we pray for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted, for those who are bereaved, for those who care for them, and for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or illness, for all who are working for peace, international harmony, and healing, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else do we ask the Lord today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in our adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty Father, and Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.